Hi guys, welcome to Made It Happen Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hayflin. Made It Happen Podcast is a series highlighting young female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. Through interviews with young female entrepreneurs, Made It Happen is dedicated to inspiring others through stories of those who've experienced going out on their own firsthand, discussing all the highs and the lows. It can be easy to see the glamorous side of starting your own business through the internet and social media, but what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen. Once an executive assistant with a side hustle, companies turn to Holly when they need business strategy, human-centric social media, and creative marketing solutions. Over the past six years, Holly has built creative solutions to a six-figure marketing agency by bridging the gap between strategy and fulfillment in the world of marketing. She leads a bright, amazing team of creatives and delivers rock-solid strategies uniquely tailored to each client's goals. She's a dad-joke-loving, 90s hip-hop-listening, self-proclaimed hustler with a huge heart and a work ethic to match. So today I'm here with Holly from Creative Solutions. Holly, thank you for joining me here today. Thanks for having me. So how about we start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Sure. So I am in Newmarket, Ontario. And uh, we've been in business for six years now. So originally when I started the business, I was only doing consulting. And it very quickly turned into a full service marketing agency (laughs) within a couple of months. Uh, I was doing lots of great strategy sessions, a lot of great strategy documents on business and um, operations and sales and marketing. And uh, a lot of the companies were like, yeah, that's awesome, but we have no one to implement it. So ding, 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 I thought, well, this is a perfect opportunity to, to use my resources and to start a, an actual like, full agency where we were doing you know, website design development, um, social media management, graphic design, content writing. So that's really where it started. Wow. Awesome. And so you had said it started as consulting. Was it, did it start off as sort of a side business for you and then turned into full time? Is that sort of how it went? Um, I've always sort of been a business consultant for anyone that especially starting out, a lot of people would just refer them to me and uh, I was super patient and I was able to give them a lot of information. But when I started Creative Solutions, actually, I was working for a Fortune 500 company And I was, you know, doing little tiny side things, but not really getting paid for. I just figured I was just helping people out. I didn't even really think about it as a side business. And uh, eventually, you know, I was a marketing manager of Canada and it was going great, I thought, until they decided to downsize. And I was out of my butt. So (laughs) they basically just, you know, gave me a severance and I went full time, literally within a couple of days of getting let go, I decided to change my LinkedIn profile to consultant with a new business name. I registered it. I got a really quick website up and it really, I haven't looked back since. Wow. Yeah, no, that's definitely, I mean, talk about sort of, you know, turning around a situation um, and then bringing it to what it is today, which is incredible. And so how did you get into marketing as an industry to begin with? So it's kind of interesting because I never saw myself as a marketer. I always saw myself as 
a manager or operations or you know an efficiency modeling expert so whenever i would um work for businesses i tended to see myself in a lot of different types of positions and i never could figure out what i actually was or what my full capabilities were and really when I started working for that Fortune 500 company is really when my marketing brain came out a little bit more than than normally. Um, you know, I was doing a lot of operation stuff. You know, I was doing some HR. I was doing some graphics, which I learned on the job, and I was doing stuff like creating intranets and websites and all of a sudden graphics and writing. And I didn't understand that that was all part of marketing at the time until. Um, I changed my title really at, at that job. So I was, you know, a bid coordinator that dealt with tenders and operations. And then we really realized that marketing was the place that I, I should be. Um, I've never been able to use my full brain in a lot of different organizations that I've worked in. And, and this one just happened to let me use it. So it was a perfect transition when I realized that marketing was actually the thing that I was really good at. Yeah, absolutely. No, that definitely makes sense. And then when, once you started sort of as the full-time job, how did you change on LinkedIn? And then what other sort of strategies did you use to market the business itself? And I guess yourself as a consultant. That's a great question. Um, I, a lot of people are kind of surprised when they hear my answer to that. So my entire life has been built on relationships. And I didn't see it any other way when it came to the business. So as soon as I changed my LinkedIn profile to consultant, I got a lot of people calling and saying, oh my God, what happened? What's going on? Can you come help us? You know, we need some help with this and that. And I said, okay, sure, why not? And the first time that I got paid to use my brain in a consulting format shocked me. It was unbelievable in my head. And I realized that a lot of people would trust me because they understood that I had the background, that I had the knowledge, and it was really built on personality and relationships. So the only way that I've ever marketed my business in the last six years was through strategic partnerships and relationships. So I do a lot of you know public speaking. I do a lot of um, guest appearances. I do a lot of teaching as well and workshops in the community. And really, it's just built on that and strategic partnerships. So we have um, a group of partners that we work with that we refer we refer business back and forth to each other and you know there's a, a stake at, at hand there you know we give them a percentage of the sale but it's because they trust us and we trust each other on that level where they know we're going to take care of their clients and i know they would take care of our clients as well yeah wow no that is a great story and you know how that all got started and i think it's it's definitely like you said, an approach that people don't normally think of, but obviously it works very well. Um, and then is there anything else you think sort of that makes your business stand out? And I mean, you, it went to a six figure business in three years. Is there anything that sort of you think sticks out with your business as to how you got it to where it is today? Um, I think perseverance and resiliency on my part really kicked it into gear there. Um, you know, structuring it in a way where we don't have full-time employees. We actually have a, a team that we that works with us that is a very strong-knit team, but they're actually all consultants or not consultants, uh, subcontractors or freelancers. 
So they're able to get their own business as well, but the team that we've created, especially on the social media services side, is so strong that, you know, it's all built on community to me. It's all built on personalities. It's all built on core values and what you stand for. And I think that what has driven us as far as it has is because I was smart in the hiring process. I don't overspend. Um, we don't have a typical office that is, is gouging money out of us every single month. And the way that it's structured, I thought was the smartest business decision that I've made. A lot of people keep bugging me to, you know, open, you know, go out and open up an office on main street or, you know, in, in a popular area. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Our team's cool. Our team's solid. I think that we, have really been able to help a lot of businesses and a lot of business owners because of our personalities is to me, one of the biggest things that I think has driven us to that six figures, um, not spending a lot of money more boots bootstrapping it and really having the personalities behind the company as a whole, that we all have the same core values and really just want to help people and help our help the businesses that we're actually working with. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. And, I guess with that, you know, a lot of it you said was also with hiring process and, you know, you were looking for the personality. Is there anything else sort of specific you are looking for when you are looking to hire onto your team? I love that you just asked me that question because I think that personality and really, really wanting to work with a team is number one for us. Uh, we want to make sure that you are resilient for sure. You can break through everything that we break through as well. Um, and we don't hire based on skill set. So, you know, our director of social media, she's been with us for four years. And when she started, she was, she came from an administrative professional background. So she was an EA for years and she didn't know anything about social media when she first started. <laughs> and now she's a director of social. She comes up with all of her planning. She has contest ideas. She has she's amazing at what she does at managing our team and managing the client's expectations. And we don't hire based on, on the actual skill sets of people that comes, we can train that we can teach that. But when it comes to the team and the core values behind the team, that is what I want at first, you know, like one of the first things I ask in a, in a, uh, an interview process is do you like tacos? And I got to see what their reaction is going to be because if they're like, I'm sorry, huh? <laughs> I usually go, okay, maybe you're not the right fit for us. But if they've done the research on, on our business, they understand that you know, on our social specifically, we do a taco Tuesday post every Tuesday. And we actually have a lot of our strategic partners and clients um, that sort of join in on that weird collaboration of tacos um, and even just this week, I just went out with a, a colleague and we had tacos, you know, six feet apart, of course, but we had tacos because that's what we're sort of known for. So if we can create a brand and a personality around uh, who's coming on board, we don't need the technical side as much as we do with the personality. Wow. No, I, do, I love that. Um, especially your question about the tacos. Um, that's great. And I think, yeah, that definitely, you know, brings out the personality in in the person and I think that's really great that that's sort of the approach to your company and I'm like you said I'm sure that's sort of what makes it stand out and is there any sort of advice you'd have for someone who you know maybe maybe was in the same position and sort of let go and taking their business full-time or just wanting to start up um, from scratch any sort of specific advice you'd have for them 
I want to warn people ahead of time that entrepreneurship is crazy. Uh, <laughs> and there is so many ups and downs when it comes to becoming an entrepreneur and having your own business and running it. Uh, you know, there's some days that you could have a mix of emotions, all of the emotions in one day. You know, you go from super low to like, no one loves me and I can't get clients to like, oh my God, I just signed on three more clients. Like, it's like this roller coaster of, I don't know why we do it to ourselves, but there's something about us that, that has to push through. It must be the resiliency aspect. But I think that, you know, expect, knowing what to expect, becoming an entrepreneur is one of the biggest things. And a lot of people maybe have been, uh, have rose-colored glasses on when they're first getting into the business. Like, I have a hobby. I'm so excited to let everybody know. But do your research. Like, is it something someone wants to buy? You know, you have to see if, you have something that someone wants to buy. And if you really, if you really are um, solving a problem that someone has, and the next biggest thing would be uh, for me is don't spend all your money when it comes to, you know, creating the startup side of it. You know, when you're first starting out, bootstrap it all. Don't, don't get a loan. Don't get all kinds of money to start putting stuff into because if you don't have the foundation and the, and the know-how and the skill sets to really run the business in the first place, I don't want to see you go in the hole, right? So if you can plan it out in a way that you can bootstrap everything at the beginning and take it slow and really work through to make sure someone really does want the thing that you have to sell and you've done your research behind that and you are solving someone's problem in a way that your competitors can't, that's what I would suggest. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely really great advice, you know, for anyone looking to start their own business or, you know, like you said, taking their hobby to being an actual job. And has there been any sort of big challenge that you've had to overcome um, as you have been started, like when you were starting out your business or even since then? Yeah, I think um, being a female and having our, our way of doing things and we, we tend to say yes a lot. I don't know if you've noticed that, but uh, <laughs> I think your listeners might also have noticed that. We tend to say yes a lot, and it does weigh us down, it does stress us out, and we can't figure out how to say no in a way that is good for ourselves and good for the people we're saying no to. So I think setting boundaries was the biggest thing in my career, in my life in general, was um, to be able to say no, you know, like as a challenge, I thought I saw it as an opportunity to own it. You know, like we want to, we want to say no in a way that's sort of still nice, but you're setting your boundary and you're actually getting some stuff done. So firing my first client that wasn't a good fit was a huge thing for me. That was massive. Like I balled my face off before and after just knowing that I had to let someone down. I had to say no. And it was the best decision I've ever made was to fire my first client. Wow. Yeah, no, I can, I mean, I can definitely see, you know, where you're coming from and, you know, especially setting those boundaries, I think I'm sure is a big challenge for many entrepreneurs, but like you said, it ended up being the best decision. So it might be hard at first, but yeah, it definitely um, pays off, I think. And then I guess on the other side of that, has there been sort of one big successful moment that stands out to you through your journey with the company? There's been so many, and I'm so friggin' thankful for it, honestly. 
Um, the very first time in year three that we actually hit six figures was shocking to me. And it was funny because, you know, the first couple of years, you kind of fly by the city of your pants. You're like, don't check your sales. You have no idea what's going on until the end of the year. You're like, well, how, I don't even know how much I did. <laughs> but in year three, I got smart. And so I started planning things and actually doing things like a regular business owner. And uh, yeah, when I, when we finally planned it out and hit that six figures for the first time, uh, I, I told a couple of other business colleagues that I trusted and they were just, you know, ecstatic. They're like, girl, you don't even know how hard it is for, you know, especially female entrepreneurs to hit that six figures. And it, it's that, that moment, you know, like you're just so freaking proud of yourself and the team and all the people you're able to help in there. And to reflect back, like, I, yeah, that was my, my, you know, shining moment, I think as an, as a business owner, as, as a female business owner as well as to, to hit that six figures. It was, it was surreal. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine. And I mean, congratulations. Cause I think like that is a huge milestone. Um, and that's really great to be able to look back on. And then when you were first starting out your business, is there something, if you could, that you would tell yourself back then when you were first starting out? Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to that saying no. Um, you know, I think it was a good learning experience, but if I could have, have made those kind of hard decisions a little bit earlier, I think we would have been along a little bit further as well. Like we probably would have hit the six figures a little bit earlier, but um, yeah, that's probably my biggest one. I think having the right team in place at the beginning, of course, is, is a craziness and you're trying to figure out who's the right fit and who's not. And, if people are, you know, slacking or if there's missed deadlines, just nipping that stuff in the butt a little bit quicker as well. Um, and in getting contracts in place. I know like a lot of people are like, eh, what do you mean? Like, I'm not, what do you, we don't need that yet. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So <laughs> apply for HST right away, start paying HST right away, start collecting right away. It makes you feel like a real business owner as soon as you apply, uh, get your HST number and then contracts. So I have, uh, I had one contract, one undocumented contract at the very beginning. That was a huge lump sum that um, ended up being a, a huge loss for me because I didn't have actual paper contracts in place and there's nothing I could have done about it. It was more in a handshake. So I highly recommend doing your contracts and getting your HST number, registering your business, getting all of that stuff out of the way and, and really, um, and focusing on that first, like getting that stuff ready. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, again, really great advice for anyone looking to start a business as well. And do you have any future plans for yourself or for your business that you'd like to share? I have huge plans. <laughs> so, um, yeah, actually. So right now we, as Creative Solutions, which is needcs.com, we service, you know, larger size, medium, larger size, small businesses, as well as medium sized businesses. Um, you know, our social media package is, is not necessarily for small businesses or solopreneurs. Um, and, you know, our pricing might be a little bit higher for startups. So what I've decided to do, because I am in front of a lot of solopreneurs. I do a lot of consulting. I do a lot of one-on-one um, -on -one and group training stuff and also with like podcasts and interviews and stuff. So I was trying to come up with something that was specifically for solopreneurs 
very affordable, but it's all based on me and my knowledge and, and the amount of work that we've done. So it's like big business thoughts for solo printers and it's quite affordable. So that'll be launching very soon. And once that launches, it's really going to be um, something that I can finally be able to help solo printers and small businesses with, which is really my passion. It just the way I had structured the business, it doesn't really allow that to happen as much right now. So I'm going to be launching that as well. Awesome. Well, that sounds very exciting. And where can they follow your business or go to your website so they can learn more about that when it is launched? Yeah, so you can follow us on social. And as you know, we're a social media management company as well. So we're everywhere. Uh, so you can go to Instagram. It's uh, Creative Solutions HQ is what where you can find us on Instagram. And then when a, the actual um, solopreneur business launches, it's called MyMarketingNeedsHelp.com. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.